1: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host welcome to the football ramble
0: everybody there's been low-key celebrations on the streets of mitchelland and sergio agüero's back in the goals it's thursday the 10th of december i'm kate mason i'm luke moore and i'm Hunter Raja. to say, I've got a good feeling about this one. I like Luke more when he's like this. Anyway, before we get onto that, we've got to tell you all about another brand new, excellent episode of the Between the Lines podcast released yesterday. Um, It covers the subject of head injuries in the context of, of course, Raul Jimenez now out of hospital, which is great news after that horrific head injury um, against Arsenal a week and a half ago. Doctors say he will be fit and well to play again, which is amazing news. And Melissa has spoken to... Ryan Mason, who, if you remember back in 2017, had that, a similar experience, but, but he was less lucky, uh, that clash of heads against Chelsea, wasn't it? With um, Gary Cahill. And in this episode, he talks to Melissa Reddy about that experience, what he feels about how football has failed to keep up with the science around head injuries. Melissa is also speaking to Dr. Willie Stewart, who first proved football's link with dementia. It's a really great listen. I learned a lot from it. Um, and I promise you will as well. Just head over to Be- Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy, wherever you get your pods. Have a listen and hit subscribe. Mm, absolutely.
2: Yeah, how you doing? Good to see you. Ah, oh, nice to see you too. Good to see you, Vish. Yeah, you're kind of weirdly pumped up. For little this. meltdown <laughs> about the little meltdown about the level of your chair earlier, but we're, we're here now. You're just really chipper today. I sort of I'm not I I'm like, excited. I'm not going to give
3: the re- same reason I gave before we started recording, but but I think something is up.
2: I went to make you a coffee, and I made Kate a tea. That's I made it. myself a tea. I'm just in a good mood. It's another great day. Um, yeah, we all got our health. We're very happy to be here.
0: That's we, all it is. We have all got our health. Fish was a little- Despite the
2: damn football last night, which was abysmal.
0: D- Vish was a little bit disgruntled because of the chair height, though. And what, what, we should, what, what we should say about it is that the chair is... It's not you that's at fault; It's the chair that's no, at fault. The full. chair is a
2: regulation chair.
0: If it's feet, a big chair. If the feet are um, dangling, that doesn't... I look like Baby Yoda in this <laughs> chair. It's too big a chair. Who's, um, who's uh, Jules's Baby
2: Yoda? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. What's happened, Kate? I'll tell you what's happened, and I'll tell the listeners what's happened. Vish is the most celebrated heel in Luke's game entertainment <laughs> history. He's currently the lineal champion. He was chipping off last week on Twitter. Very I, chipping. I, I chipping. He wasn't chipping off, chipping on, if anything. I went back to him and said that he can't see over the steering wheel of his car <gasps> and he got upset about it and all of a sudden the chair's a problem.
3: I didn't get upset about it because I know it's not true <laughs> and falsehoods can't hurt me. That's
2: true, actually. Sticks yeah. and stones, baby. Sticks and stones.
3: So,
0: sorry, obviously... I don't want to go into this much in full. I think
3: you do, actually. You've got that look in your eye that you really do. <laughs> but if so, Vish, do the thing about her hands. So, Vish, <laughs> if um, I don't do anything about her hands.
0: That's old material. This this, on the other hand, is not old material, Vish. So you're the lineal champion. Yeah. I am, yeah. But, yes, yes. but obviously I
2: no, you lost your championship. I know, but I did. You have you have owned it. But yeah, last time you had, we you were facing each them, other. Yeah. You beat yeah. them,
0: it's true. So it's, it'll it's, a, it's reflect- a wacky world, isn't it'll it? It's ref- a wild world, Games. All game. I'll say,
2: it'll be reflected in the rankings. And one thing I should say for all the Loots Games fans out there... Uh, is that Vish defends that title against people's champion Marcus Spur tomorrow. So tune in for that. Bloody Tune in hell. for that. The amount of audio goodness being sent out to the people at large is amazing. Between the lines with Melissa, Luke's game, similar similar uh, <laughs> documentary pursuits, we <laughs> can all agree. Yeah, yeah. Both as weighty. Don't choose your favourite. They're both weighty. Both excellently weighty. <laughs> yeah. So enjoy that tomorrow as well.
0: Oh, man. It's almost as good as the little gift that Jim's now got on his phone of Jamie rednap saying he's fit.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. Jim's I mean, so I'd like keep that. that. I'd play that every opportunity. Jim's taking that a heart,
0: yes. It's really yeah. nice, actually. We should be a boosting source of enthusiasm and joy. Fish, you're looking tall today, and that's all that matters. Right, <coughs> let's get into this football then, shall we? Midgetland 1, Liverpool 1. I thought that was another dig. Go on. <laughs> Your home nation one, <laughs> Liverpool one. <laughs> uh, Liverpool playing with lots of kids, but they looked massive against that team. Yeah. Uh, Mo Salah opener within a minute makes him Liverpool's top scorer in the history of, of the modern Champions League. And also the glorious off-the-line clearance from Fabinho, that was delicious. Um, Saliel Quivin, Kelleher, concedes a penalty uh, with a foul on Drea. But...
2: The hardest thing about all of this is pronouncing that man's name. I know. And uh, I, I really enjoyed the way you do it. I know you got a lot of credit for it online for doing it right. She, Kate puts a lot of work in behind the scenes with that kind of stuff. So good good on you. I thought this game was, it felt to me like, I'm going to take you a little bit down memory lane if I may, very, very quickly. So a good friend of mine is a fan of and Wanderers. And obviously I support Portsmouth. And a few years ago, both teams were really struggling badly in League Two. And they were both fan owned. And we used to go to the game, each other's, home game ground to watch the game and I went to Adams Park to watch Wickham v Portsmouth once and it was so dull and so I want to say dystopian but quite I think the word I would use for it was just bleak it was just a bleak midweek league 2 game in the winter between two bankrupt clubs.
0: I'm not having you compare this no, well, to Midgetland's well, glorious me. No, let
2: me. Backdrop. And my friend and I started referring to the Portsmouth v Wickham as the death of football derby. No. Nope. Right? And <laughs> No. <Nope. laughs> and I'm not suggesting that either of these teams are at that poor level, but the, the, just the idea of an of a illustrious historic club like Liverpool going to play a dead rubber in Denmark in the middle of winter with no fans. The players aren't even going to get to see the beautiful country of Denmark and it be like that and there's a load to VAR and then they would just travel straight back again. It just made me quite sad, and I wonder if anyone's with me on that. But I think
0: Mattéo is not sad. He had he was the youngest player to appear great great for in him. the Champions League. A great night for and him. And Luke Moore's just pissing all over it. <laughs> that,
3: I think that made it a little bit worse, actually, because
2: I, I kind of I kind of agree with you. Have your debut for the one of the world's greatest clubs. On the shittest night of all time. Yeah. Would you uh, take it?
3: And because, yes. Well, uh, yes, I would. You probably would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably would. yeah. Uh, Denmark's lovely as well. Um, but
2: they can't see any of it. That's the point.
3: Yeah. True. But the um, the other part of it that I thought was a bit off was that because they played so many kids, just seeing their breath in the air as well felt a little bit Oliver Twisty. Yeah. And and it and, and to my mind, Jurgen Klopp is a little bit Fagan, isn't he? Yeah. I know <laughs> what you mean. What? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. I don't yeah. like
2: seeing young what, kids' um, breath. Why was Clarkson wearing like cold. a little kit peaked hat? Well, <laughs> <laughs> little ripped trousers. Just give him a kit. Give him full gloves. <laughs> yeah, little yeah, fingerless gloves like Pete Dawson. <laughs> Dawson's a massive fan of the fingerless gloves, by the way. Is that he's always he's always Is Best
0: purchase, or is he he's going to need fingers on those gloves? I, I gonna... bought some. Yeah. I bought yeah. some
3: quite robust fingerless gloves for for, the um, press, box. for press boxes, but they're too robust, right, so I course. can't get
2: on the keyboard. You're so relatable, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's What the fans want to hear.
0: With um, if you're doing broadcasting, you can just have a, a full ski mitt. Yeah, you're just oh, holding yes. the mind. Yeah. So it's yet another example of so, you know, us living in luxury while you blaze yes, a trail yeah. with so, your gloves.
2: So, Michelin are a really interesting story, as we know, and you know the whole Matthew Benham ownership thing and how they've been able to achieve what they've achieved. They've also got an ex-Portsmouth player as their manager, Brian Prisk. Not a, not a hall of famer, I admit, but he, he did play for Portsmouth. <laughs> and of course, I am being flippant. It was a, 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 I guess, a, a team like Michelin with the greatest respect being able to play Liverpool in the Champions League group stage, regardless of. Um, the um, the situation um, is, is amazing for them to, to to pick up a point and you know great for them but you know I think it's partly because yesterday we had or the, the night before sorry we had some really exciting kind of Champions mm-hmm. League action Um perhaps wish for you for all the wrong reasons but that was that was kind of in microcosm one night was for English clubs what the Champions League could be all about and the next night was just a little bit dull.
3: Well, I mean. Only for the games involving English clubs. That's know. what I'm
2: saying. That's literally what I just said. Yeah, you? yeah.
3: Right. Okay. <laughs> but but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that is a that is a poor reflection on I suppose what what Liverpool or Chelsea would have got out of this week. You know, I was at the Chelsea game on Tuesday, and the fact that Billy Gilmore and and Jonan started, and the fact that you know they were able to play what Reese Williams Neco Williams mm. um, Kometia came on who mm. used to be a ball boy and that's I, amazing but I thought mm.
2: but, not that long ago either but, which but,
3: is depressing but, but yeah I mean that's the depressing yeah, part. Yeah, but yeah. the yeah. other thing I was like oh God, they, that reminds me of someone else's story who used to be a ball boy and that's obviously Trent Alexander-Arnold who used yeah. to be a ball yes. boy and you realise it's not actually that amazing because they just use academy graduates and if your academy players are really <laughs> damn good that's yeah. going to happen and so so, uh, uh,
2: Liverpool the only team to stumble upon the idea that for some reason ball boys are all brilliant at football it's <laughs> not, is it? It's the other way around. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Aiden yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: was kicking them. <laughs>
0: they, don't don't even, him. they don't even need to have a scouting system anymore. No. They just go, yeah. you, oh, you, you're a ball boy today. Let's ah, get him on. a bit <laughs> short Ready
2: ball boy's knocking around. <laughs> Who's this youngster? Though? Well, he's a paper boy. We thought, well, we've had so <laughs> yeah, much that with the not other same. Yeah. Yeah, It's not the same. Yes, he's an excellent journalist. <laughs> yeah. That's how paper boys work. It's like a journalism academy. <laughs> yeah. That's how Vish started out, doing yeah. a paper yeah. round. It oh,
3: is Beautiful. The interesting thing I thought was the fact that having complained so much about the schedule, with a dead rubber they thought I'll just play all the big guns anyway
0: yeah the greatest hits (laughs) people in Denmark need to see that
2: yeah I enjoyed this tweet from Tom Kandoff who I don't know I just saw it on Twitter he said poor from the broadcasters forcing Liverpool to play Alexander-Arnold Fabinho Cater, Jota Salah Firmino (laughs) Henderson Mane and Robertson in this game where the result literally doesn't matter (laughs) bit disrespectful to the people of Midtjitland of course surprisingly Klopp then pivoted to VAR straight away (laughs) didn't he
3: uh, yeah, he did. Uh, so I didn't see the the so the uh, Minamino goal that was disallowed. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it looks in, so upset.
0: Yeah, well, um, so God, Sadio he Mane headed it onto his own hand, basically. So did,
3: oh. did, did he actually do that? Because I, I couldn't make out from the, the two replays well, the, that I saw. Well, the broadcast. But I, the, I didn't I didn't watch it live. So. Well, the
2: broadcast itself was quite confusing because the commentators immediately pivoted to say that it was at offside. Yes, yes. and yeah. the, when the replay, it wasn't offside they then said, oh, it might well be that it's a handball. But they didn't really cover it that well. Right, Okay. And obviously in football, everything is just opaque and completely Kafkaesque, isn't it? Not what's happening.
0: I think it's very black and white, actually. Because If we've learned anything from VAR. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I think you're
2: absolutely right. It's either yes or no. Klopp needs to stop moaning about it.
0: Well, the, the first
2: VAR decision for the penalty
3: was... I thought that's probably the best application of VAR we've seen so far. Yeah, but I
2: mean that's what we should expect. <laughs> no, no, I, I
3: know, I know, but, it was, but it's good
0: to give a bit of credit. Yeah, but it was so yeah. it was
3: so standout. I was like, why aren't they all like that? And obviously, football doesn't work that way because there are so many different um, you know different moments that need to be analysed but, by videos. But,
2: but we are going to be in a we're not definite, but it's potentially a situation that we're going to find ourselves in in the medium future, where every manager and every player is going to have had some kind of difficult experience with VAR which hasn't proven itself to be quote unquote fair because and and, but the authorities are going to insist on keeping it so you're going to have a, a, a sport governed in a way that none of the main protagonists within the sport actually agree with it and that philosophically without getting too high minded is quite problematic
3: it is but then if it affects everyone then it's fine isn't it because it evens itself
0: out right <laughs> and i guess everything's people... <laughs> complete shit
2: but the good news is it's shit for everyone
0: but people coming up through the sport presumably they'll be brainwashed by this var Maybe they'll just be used been, to it, yeah. yeah exactly it'll have well, been well, part well, of
3: their lives the whole time it's because it, it, cause yeah. it it's something that was um, that was explained when it first when the specifically the penalty um, you know, the way the reviewed penalties was changed at the start of this Premier League season because it had been in effect throughout Europe. One of the things they said was they noticed a change in behaviours of defenders in Italy, of defenders in Mm. Germany. Uh, And and they said, like you know it it will happen over here. And I was a little bit worried by that because I feel like we're already meeting it more than halfway. And I think there was already an assumption that if we are going to make any changes going forward, we've kind of got to make it as a collective. We can't really do so as a league outright, certainly to my mind.
2: Yeah. No, I think that's right. I I think... um... You know, I I, I wonder why Klopp kind of suddenly decided to say this now. I mean, there was talk of Conte piping up as well yesterday. Conte had a big row with Fabio Why do you
0: reckon Conte was not in a good mood, eh? He's always in a bad mood, isn't he? Yeah, I know, but he's also... Always angry. Well, no,
2: it's obvious why. You know why, everyone listening knows why. But I'm just saying, it it feels to me a bit like this is a hill that the officials are going to die on come what may yeah. and you're right once you let the genie out the bottle very difficult to do anything I mean you, it's hard to get a consensus on a lot of things in football let alone something as important as this and if you're going to deviate I mean they already deviate slightly don't they between different leagues around Europe so it's, it's difficult to get a, a full solution that's going to work for everyone.
0: Did We're l- going to have plenty more time to talk about lovely, lovely VAR, so it might be good to get on to the next... Yeah, in, shut up, in our future. You <laughs> she just saw
2: you about to say something, she's just like, shut up, well,
0: Unless the... it's really amazing, and preferably not on VAR. <laughs> Well, no. She'll it, decide.
3: <laughs> okay, well, two things. It's, it's not amazing when it is on VAR. <laughs> yeah. I
0: didn't, right, I, anyway. I, I
3: didn't think Klopp that, was that pissed off, though. I thought he was quite... He was just I think doing he was, a Mourinho. It's I, don't just know, a... I don't even think... That, I think it was it's just quite a bit, hard to read. I thought he was a little bit annoyed, like, what? Are we still here? Sorry, we should have been we should have been gone ten minutes ago. He's quite, he, I mean, he's <laughs> yeah, quite, that's a good point. Yeah, Nine you, minutes of added time yeah, is difficult. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Sorry, I, I, meant, what I meant to say he's quite he's quite transparent, not hard to read, he's quite transparent when he it's almost like he can't help himself. Right. Do you, yeah. I mean? yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so he's not very controlled, is he? And and you think and when it was all going really well last season, and we should, by the way, take time to remember that. They had an astonishing start to the season last season. I mean, it was unprecedented. They just yeah, the won league has won game. by yeah. this time last season. And so people have got, a, maybe have got an opinion off based off that of Klopp more recently that like he's just this happy-go-lucky, smiley, cuddle guy. And when things aren't going quite so well, he's obviously pissed off about the injuries and the demands being placed on his players. And he's pissed off about VAR because... It, uh, yeah, I but also, he's guiding the because, conversation, isn't he? I personally think it's because they're stuck in the middle of Denmark <laughs> when they want to go home.
0: I want us to end on a bit more like love for Denmark, by the it's way. A bit like,
2: it's basically like when you when you get stuck in the departure lounge with your flights delayed and you get pissed <laughs> off with a vending machine. Like, there's not <laughs> enough Touching of the selection. It. There's nowhere else you can go. You're just stuck there. somebody thought, I wanted to go to Noma. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> oh, that's not even open.
0: It was because they'd never conceded to a Danish side in the Champions League before Wednesday. Um, you know what I was saying about Michelin knowing how to party a while back? I remembered why it was because they beat Manchester United in the Europa League maybe 2016 right yeah and there was this amazing whole load of socials that went around of them dancing fucking amazingly in the dressing room afterwards like literally living it large so in the end it was a bit disappointing that they didn't get the big win that they you know didn't they re- get
2: pumped in the second leg or something yes yes but yeah. that was
0: before that
2: yeah, Fisher, Fisher remembers that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the glory he is. Gave us, he gave us a little wink then. <laughs> he like, did. Not, not he was, a problem. I was involved. They he, played me. But he, speaking of speaking of players <laughs> dancing around, I mean, did you see the um, the the, um, the tweet that went a little? Well, I think it went viral, really, of, of, of Kylian Mbappe trying to play basketball while waiting during the PSG game. No,
0: no, I haven't seen everyone that. Everyone was everyone was, everyone awesome. was him, saying. No, everyone was saying his skills were rubbish. Oh come on, he, he's like pretty much one of the best footballers in the world. You don't know, have to he... also play basketball. It's a completely different kind of coordination. Mm. But,
3: you, but, you, but it doesn't mean he shouldn't be ridiculed for being rubbish because he's too yeah. young. He's too good. Mm, yeah. mm.
2: He tell, um, Marcus tells a good story about when he, uh, Ram, he had a Ramble meets with Kevin Gallagher who was in the Scottish. I think it was Kevin who was in the Scottish squad in the ninety eight World Cup against Brazil. and They opened the tournament,
3: yeah, and, yeah. and
2: the um, and the opening ceremony overran, so they couldn't get on the pitch and warm up. Oh. So all the Scottish players were doing shuttle runs and doing their stretches in the um, in the corridor. And um, Kevin Gallagher said, so "Run down the corridor, look through a little circular window into the next room." and the Brazilian players were all in there with the ghetto glasses, just dancing <laughs> he, was like, oh, he was like
0: well they're not proper professionals so we'll be fine yeah,
2: exactly they weren't fine one of them scored no goals
0: <laughs> at the Etihad Man City beat Marseille 3-0 uh, 9 changes on the night for Pep Guardiola's side uh, Ferran Torres' fourth goal at the group stage to open things off and then open things off or up yeah. um, and Sergio Aguero coming off the bench to score within 10 minutes of his re- return some lovely stuff really for uh, Pep Guardiola. Could you, was anyone else surprised that Marseille was still in a position to have European football? I just feel like yeah. every time I look up, they're just being dreadful or trying to make some sort of claim about retiring the number 10 in order to distract. From <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vierge is an itinerant chap, isn't he? So I think people are starting to think that he might be uh, ready, to, ready to move on. I mean, Guardiola didn't seem very happy. I mean, he seemed to be giving quite short answers to questions about... Zach Steffen and uh, Aguero and the derby this weekend and whether Aguero was going to play he just when he was asked about that he just went no
0: I mean that's I mean I think that's that probably the right sense, answer isn't
2: it? it all I'm saying is when you're, when you're doing these things when you're covering dead robbers in the Champions League as a journalist learn from this have a bit of fun with it <laughs> ask some stupid questions Do look you... at the guy from TalkSport asking Jose
0: Mourinho I'll be following back so on Instagram so dig out the moose <laughs> And that's not even a euphemism. That's his actual name. <laughs> that could also have been uh, related to the fact that we learned this week that Edison really likes boxing and beating up his fellow teammates. So perhaps yeah. Pep Guardiola was worried that he had pissed him off. He's and... not going to go at the big man, though, is he? I, I, mean, I
3: don't know. I mean,
0: look at Edison and are you
3: surprised that man likes violence? <laughs> no. I reckon all those tattoos, especially the, one on his,
0: the ones oh, on his neck, man.
3: are... DIY jobs (laughs) I reckon he's just he's watched a YouTube video and he's thought you know I could do that I love smiley faces I promise
2: you back in in Portsmouth um, back in the early 90s I'm telling you this now there was a tattoo parlour tattoo studio under the arches of the railway bridge as as the train comes into Portsmouth Harbour Station um, where you could go and obviously go and get tattoos I'm 90% sure anyone it was just a room for anyone to do a tattoo <laughs> so maybe Edison went there a <laughs> like hot desk yeah if you've, got your own, if you've got your own gear do it in here <laughs> I
0: see how it's
2: that's a kind of slogan especially if you've got <laughs> your own gear do it in so, here so <laughs> like just swallows on hands cobwebs on elbows yeah and um, the old anchor that's it. Maybe that's where Edison goes.
3: Someone I know, um, him and his uh, best mate, have made a pact um, to get tattoos together. And my mate went first, and then my other mate. The other <gasps> mate afterwards, went, nah,
0: I'm not getting it. Jesus Christ! He needs <laughs> to learn this martial arts. <laughs> they're like, not friends. Edison, they're not friends. Well, not anymore, I no. guess. No, they're not um, friends. Gabriel Jesus says that players are afraid of Edison in that respect and Edison says uh, it's respect it's not fear he <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't
3: prove anything yeah, can't yes. prove anything
0: sometimes I don't know how to control strength very well and I end up exaggerating a little the, the guys from myself have already oh my god the kitten is dead the guys you complain that I punched too hard you've taken his head off right, you've taken his head off the right cross has power <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: do you box much? The right cross has got power. Like I like the way that he's made it passive. That yeah. it has power. It's like something outside of my body. I don't imagine being I don't control it. Imagine how much of an alpha you have
2: to be to be an alpha in a top level professional mm. football dressing room. All That's right. what I would say. You know, and 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 we talked earlier about Brazilian players just liking to having a dance. That's a stereotype. They also like martial arts. <laughs> yeah.
0: They do, don't they? Yeah. Edison's yeah, obviously there. one of them. Oh my God, he also put Yaya Toure in a choke hold. We played a lot. He's an old man. (laughs) Says Edison. Once in the locker room, we ended up catching each other and I put a rear naked choke on him. He was like, Ed, 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 stop, stop. I think he's too old. Age weighs a little (laughs) too.
2: Bloody eyes to dig as well. Yeah, I think I think a rear naked choke is just a move. Yeah, they're about. not both naked. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not like the James Beatty Tony Pooler scenario. It's just that
0: they were in the locker room. I mean, it could have been a rear naked naked choke. Could have done. Yeah, could have been. I don't know what the edits or have been on this. A
2: rear naked choke brackets naked. naked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a naked rear naked choke.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess would have been how it would have gone. Anyway, does anyone want to talk about I the w- actual I, game? I want no, not really. I wanted to um, ask Vish
2: if he had to um, if he had to kind of take on one on one. In, in, in the octagon, as I believe they call it, yeah. one of the Man City players, who would you choose?
3: <laughs> one of the children.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> bull boy again. Yeah. Back to the, bull yeah, we'll the ball boy. Yeah, going could
3: take
2: on the bull boy? That'll be so his gonna... origin story. What about that kit man who likes dancing around in front of them and stuff? Oh, yeah, I think actually he's... he might have some moves. Probably actually. Because he's yeah, so, he you
0: know, when you're so involved in the banter, I mean some moves um, f- in terms of fighting. Imagine being felled by banter. <laughs>
3: What's he good at? He's good at banter. He'll yeah. take you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel as though that is how you fell people. Flaw You're selfish.
3: You, Floor you with a wry observation.
0: Mm. That's um, that's your modus. Should, should I reckon, c- I, well, I was trying to think of. So him. are you going to cut Vish off now? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fish stop being the boring. You put it. You put it <laughs> in my head. That I, I suddenly remembered the game.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was like,
3: oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put it in my head. That I got a fight yeah. I reckon. I reckon he'd hurt me, and he might win. But you got a fancier chance against Raheem
2: Sterling. No. Yeah, well, he's little. Because football is a hard. He's so powerful. But I know. You know and, and he's very hard. Arses,
0: like he just. It always you. it always yeah. makes me
2: think about when you, you see journalists, particular types of journalists, not you, Vish, particular types of journalists like <laughs> oh, chipping no. off about players <laughs> and like calling them out for being this, that, and the other. They, for example, I know it'll be a sub editor doing it, but occasionally, like someone in Fleet Street will call a player in quotes like a bottler or something like that. Yeah. And you know, having interviewed some footballers as you guys have, and and having known the occasional journalist. I know which side I'd back <laughs> because when you see a football player, they're just like granite. Yeah, they're like oh, absolute yeah. granite. And I think Raheem Sterling would take yes. twenty seconds on you. Yeah, and that's it. Not even. Yeah, you
0: yeah. might be able to floor him with a ride quip, though, mate. To him, it would just
2: be. To him, it would just be Tuesday. Yeah, it'd right. It would okay. just be an average day in the life. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> do you want to write to reply on that? No, I did start this point by saying that like, I know he could take me, but I, I, like, I would like. To but try. that's who you choose. Yeah. Well, he didn't play yesterday, did he? He came on, didn't he?
0: He was getting ready for the big fight. He came on. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I think he
2: came on. Running he scared. But um, André Viersepolis gets a lot of uh, good press because um, of people like Andy Brassel, someone absolutely clear, who absolutely loves him. Really? Um, he's done a good job at Marseille, hasn't he? But they've, been, they've mm. been poor in the Champions League this season. And when you said that they still had something to play for, they could have gone into the Europa, the Europa League, right? League, but yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah. able to do that. And it was obviously going to be difficult for them to do it because they're away at Man
0: City. Yeah, they ended with three points though. I mean, it's not a great yeah. return. Great for... Um, Full stop, I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Great for Aguero to uh, to get, get a goal, obviously. And Torres is kind of... Do you think, Vish, that Torres is... Um, sort of almost under the radar been quite impressive
3: I don't think he's been under the radar I, th- I
2: think I think if you walked down the street and asked 20 football fans who, who Ferran Torres was I don't think it, there would be anything like the recognition that you'd think
3: I mean yeah he might not get a shout on family fortunes but <laughs> no. is that even a shot? <laughs> yeah. still well it's one of the ask people in the street about <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The Sorry, fair yeah. Point, yeah. but no I think because he's been one of the few forward players who's been good for them I think if you if you look at how certainly the best work the city have done this year and it hasn't been a good start to the year for them you know, Cancelo has been someone who stood out as a player who is pretty incredible on both flanks. And, and Ferran Torres has been the exciting one, really, because they have been a bit too static
2: up but front. He, but he's done his best work in the Champions League, hasn't he?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, and then internationally for Spain as mm. well, yeah. So I think a lot of people are aware of what he's been capable of. And, um, you, know, I, I, you know, you mentioned Aguero there. That's someone who... You know, him coming back, I think he's only second goal this season. I think he's only played five or six games this season as well. Aguero
2: Man City are a curious case this season because if, yeah. if, you, if, you, if, you, if you turn it back onto the Premier League, you look at um bookmakers, they're still, I think, second favourites. Um, and they're still people still have given them a huge chance, but they've they've got a lot of teams, on that's early on still. But they've got a lot of teams above them, you know, they've got a lot of it's not just the points, remember, it's the teams you've got to overhaul as well. And I think people are expecting them to properly hit their straps at some point. Mm. Um, not quite happened yet and as I've said repeatedly on the show this season so far waiting for a team to stamp their authority on it and it's not been Man City so far so I think they're probably on that basis you know you you wonder what's going to happen over the next you know the critical Christmas period, really.
0: Decent moment to strike, perhaps, mm. for Manchester United at the weekend. Wow. God, Little George. God, no, <laughs>
2: no. It's all right, Fish. We'll do that tomorrow. You're in tomorrow, so we'll Little cover Little George
0: to Old Trafford on Saturday. We shall see. Um, there's also plenty of, don't forget, all the detail on the European teams in On the Continent's Today, that's out later. There was a hat trick from Neymar in the restarted PSG Istanbul Basak shahir game. Lovely uh, show of unity in that one that finished 5 1. UEFA obviously investigating what happened on Tuesday night into some, yeah, as you mentioned, hmm. some extraordinary scenes and also some, some. Uh, irritation let's say so there'll be plenty of that for you on on the continent Dotton and Andy joined by Miguel Delaney lots and lots of topics this week and also I'm sure they'll talk about the sad loss of the great Paolo Rossi head over to Football Ramble presents later or right now you can pause this get on it subscribe now and yeah. it drops in your phone you, can, you don't even need to pause this really You're laughing. You're laughing. you can just yeah. all, in fact we're about to get a break yeah, so maybe do, it, do it, it right now do it now <laughs>
2: Join us for a very Clash of the Titles Christmas because we're doing what every family does at this time of year: arguing about which film is better. We've proof this pod is good for your Elf
3: as Elf takes on Santa Claus the movie.
0: With Santa Claus the movie, for years I couldn't walk past a slice of ham, <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> what the hell? reaching for it like a grubby street. Uh, yes, yeah,
3: to God. We're doing that festive thing of overindulging in sweet stuff. It's The Holiday versus Love Actually.
0: I've never seen women apologise so much for being women as in The Holiday. And
3: yes, they are Christmas movies. We've got Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon. I'm so bored of that question, so let's flip it. Is Christmas a die-hard movie? (laughs) (laughs) That's Clash of the Titles this December. Listen on
4: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Clash of the Titles is a Sukarnoff production. Merry
2: Christmas. I'm Martin Keown, and you're listening to Football Ramble. (laughs) Yeah, maybe just one small word of the football ramble. Right, right. I'm Martin Kian, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. I'm Martin Kian. Kian.
0: <laughs> I really love? kept that in. I feel so bad for him. Why? If you heard his output? <laughs> uh, but, uh, I don't know what to say. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. I thought that was really impressive, the way that he asked him to say it with the full title. That's, yeah. that's good journalism there from one of our friends and colleagues. Now, guys, it's time for these.
2: as podcasting's most obnoxious jingle indicates uh, it's now time for emails and we've had one from Oliver Thornton Hale who says Dear Ramble in these troubling times it's important for us football fans to keep the sport alive locally I live in Loughborough where some of the locals have formed a small team so we can keep in contact with each other and the sport we love. It's great that I like to see that. I like to see a bit of light coming out of the darkness. Many of us being avid listeners to the show, it was a delight to find when going into training one day, he used a lot the way he uses quotes for training. training. Um, he says more of just a loose kick about, there are probably cans involved, um, that the manager of the team had gotten his mum to sew the words fire in the belly, head in the freezer <laughs> into all the tops where oh, the logo my would goodness be. me. It has now almost become the slogan of the team, almost, disappointing, and we all sit around listening to the latest pods whenever we're training. Um, fantastic. Thank you for that, Oliver. Love to see an attached photo. We'll happily share it on social media yeah. to get that slogan off the ground properly. I'm going to do a range of T-shirts and merch as well at some point, I think. <laughs> Maybe um, this
0: guy's mum could do it. Get, like in across this. get in touch.
2: Get in touch. If she's a whiz with the sewing machine, sounds good to me. There will be, of course, as I've already said, another edition of Luke's Game tomorrow where the man sat to my left um, will be defending his title against People's Champion Marcus Speller.
0: Oh, so. it's going to be so exciting, all of us. Yes, and also, we'd love to see a bit of footage of this training. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Pretty probably won't go for a little, very long. We should all get tattoos of... Head <laughs> head That's of in Portsmouth. Window. Go to yeah. that place.
0: Why don't you yeah. go first, Vish, and then... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: No, (laughs) that's going to be burned that way. I've got an email from Will Phillips. Hello, Ramblers. Back when I was around eight years old, my dad used to get quite posh tickets through work to go to Old Trafford. As one of the very few children in these well-to-do areas amongst a sea of what Roy Keane would describe as the prawn sandwich brigade... just gonna interject here nothing yeah. wrong with porn sandwiches let me no. just say that presumably Oliver Thornton-Hayer would have been there yeah. based on that name <laughs> I often got quite favourable treatment from the staff and former players at, mid, at a midweek Champions League game a man approached me hold on gave me a jovial jab in the stomach and asked if I'd like to go meet a special <laughs> oh my guest oh god what is this <laughs> I was then led to the front of an unbelievably long queue of waiting people to a man sat down signing autographs my guide introduced me and then got this man to sign my programme I returned to my dad, who with pride in his eyes asked, so how was that? My reply, well, I like the first old man much more than the second. <laughs> Years later, I learned the first old man was storming Norman Whiteside and the second was the late, great Eusebio. Wow.
0: Oh, Youth is wasted
3: on the young. It, it really is. is yeah. It is.
2: And, what, I mean, Eusebio is absolute legend in the house I, I grew up in. It hushed tones about how great a player he was and all the rest of it. Storming Norman, though. Can't knock it, and yeah. the song, the Killers, named a song after him, didn't they? I did. So you no, know, yeah. so you can't can't argue with that. Um It's quite funny when you think of um being that young and meeting someone so sim- like so that sign- signifies such a lot, and it's kind of wasted. It's it's really interesting. Have you ever met anyone famous, Kate?
3: Never in my life. Nah,
2: exactly. See, don't remember it.
3: I um I met uh, <laughs> uh Rory Bremner at. <laughs> at, at <a laughs> And, he, and and he's the and ultimate he famous an person. Of white well, of he, he's he's, a, he's, a, he's the most famous person you can meet because he can do impressions of all the famous people in the world. <laughs> That's really. all you need. Yeah, need he's one. like a Swiss pocket knife as a celebrity.
2: <laughs> who isn't have You he? met everyone. <laughs> well, I met Rory Bremner once. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> my, what was his standout for you?
3: My 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 dad introduced me to him because his son went to my school as well, and I was about six or seven at the time, and I obviously had I'd no idea who he was. And my dad introduced me to him because he was like, "Oh, he's funny. you to meet him?" and um... I was like, oh, what do you do? And he, he went, oh, I, I do impressions. And I was like, <laughs> and I just went, of who?
2: <laughs> and i was like, that's enough now. Let's, let's, let's take you back. So, yeah. so, one thing that is fascinating, I, I've met, I reckon I've met three celebrity impressionists in my various work, and that none of them can communicate apart from through impressions. They do them all the time. Uh... So, they just do them.
0: It's like method acting. Yeah,
2: they, they, it's, I think it's the way that they express themselves. Wow. Have you met? So like, Jim's not like
3: this, which is refreshing. But <laughs> I've met. A few, but I've met a few yeah. comedians who don't laugh. Right, who like just can't laugh at other people's jokes. Like it's a commodity that they. No, I, th- it's I, think, too think, I think you're not your
2: very funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. No, it is. But I'm a comedian, so I don't
0: laugh at other people's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> They've done you there, mate. You will have a look at that. <laughs> <laughs> He's So stupid. Yeah, yeah alright, mate. We well, you think you're funny though. Yeah.
2: We're just but we're not in the profession, I guess. No. Shout out to Will Phillips though for meeting uh, Eusebio. That's great. I'm very oh, jealous of that.
0: Man, and he can reflect on it anyway, can't he? And that's the main thing. It's like when um we went to he can reflect, That's a great story to tell. We we went to <laughs> In a think... sense he dissed Eusebio is what we're getting from this. I don't think Eusebio would have noticed. No. It's fine. Um when
2: for me Pete, Jim, and Marcus went to a semi-final at Wembley Stadium once. Uh, it was Liverpool. I think it was Liverpool, Everton, and uh, we got separated into twos. I can't remember who I was with. I think I might have been with Pete on one side, and Marcus and Jim around the other side. Is that in case you fought? Probably, yeah. And we got and we and you got <laughs> bookends. You got to put you got to put you got, put, you got put in this little little place where you could have a bit of food and stuff. And there was ex, there were ex footballers in there. Paul sandwiches? and, and uh, I can't remember probably. And um, we met someone completely underwhelming. I forget who it might have even been. (laughs) It might have even been Martin Keown. It might have been. Guess who they got the other side. Claudio fucking Canidia. Stop A legend of the South American game. A legend of World Cup 90. Fuming. How
0: many of you forgotten who the
2: underwhelming was? That's person. how bad it that was. That's how
0: bad yeah. it was.
3: Yeah. Also the idea that you go, sorry, can we can someone take this back? Can we get something else? <laughs> but we didn't know <laughs> <between> your
0: <corporates. laughs> We didn't know they had Canidia. <laughs> we didn't know till after. <laughs> <laughs> we assumed it'd be shit on that side as well. <laughs> if you've ever met anyone really underwhelming in yeah. football, email us show at footballramble.com or tweet at footballramble.
2: Another example, like when John Jensen. Told my friend when he was about eight years old to fuck off. You know, it's a great story.
0: <laughs> do we tell? What is this telling children to fuck off thing? Hmm. It's very unusual. Ask John Jensen. Okay, could have done it last night. He might
2: have been at the game. Yeah, yeah.
0: One for all a right. ramble meets maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, get your mate to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Lock the door. I've been waiting for this moment all my life, John. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> yes. and that's it. like a shit taken.
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming in today. Let's get you settled down. Let's test the mic, shall we? Yeah. Fuck, Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Anyway. Anyway, let's talk about Sheffield United, shall we, guys? I think they deserve a bit of um, support.
2: Yeah, maybe they do. Well, look, I mean, uh, Finn, who's assistant producer for, for today and, and for every day, in fact, he's a big Sheffield United fan. And I yeah. said, um, Finn, I mean, it's be interesting to talk about Sheffield United today because they're quite, a, you know, quite. a interesting story based on what I've done this year and what I've done last year. Um And I said, just put a couple of bullet points in the running order <laughs> about how bad they are. And he's done seven of what, how shit they are. Why, so, yeah,
0: and why, how is the running order, you know, damp from tears? It's, like, it's more of a therapy It's a digital him, yeah. copy. I don't know. Anyway, Finn feels
2: much better getting it off his chest. so I, uh, I think yeah. that's really important. But they, they've had the worst start of any team in the Premier League. And, and part of the reason I wanted to bring them to the table today uh, is because... um or wanted us to bring him to the table today. I think Nascar under the radar. We're going to talk about things that are under the radar, Vish. You won't give me Ferran Torres. Will you give me no. Sheffield United having the worst start of any team in the Premier League era? Because it's not been spoken
0: about that much. I, thought, I mean, I think it has been spoken <laughs> Am about. Am I just not
3: reading <laughs> the news? Yeah, I, where have you been?
0: So, wait, if you, so there's this thing, the Premier League table. I know it doesn't right. really exist until Christmas because it does it really count. But if no, it's you like look a mirage
2: it, until Christmas. It's not like, like the Wizard of Oz. It doesn't count. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and But if you look at it, Sheffield United... they've got literally to quote Jamie Randall they've got Mm. literally one point
3: very out of character for you Kate to be paying attention to the league table can I ask why that is yeah (laughs) Yeah, vested interest I don't actually
0: it's hard for me to look that far down it to be honest but
3: But you know where that part of the table is though don't you I know where it is
0: (laughs) she
2: can enjoy that trophy they give out in December (laughs) I
0: I like to keep track the Scottish League Cup (laughs) (laughs) I like to keep track of Jim's team so I just just occasionally glance down anyway Um, It's one um, point Yeah.
3: Um, I I think, to be fair, I don't think you're wrong there because I I think what a lot of people have seen in Sheffield United's form um, and specifically in the matches is that they've played very similarly in in patches to how they played last season. And I think because we already regarded this season as a bit of anomaly before it even started, really, Mm. and I suppose, especially so at the start with all those freak results, I think we all kind of assumed anyway that we would regress to some kind of normality and we saw that a little bit with the way that Everton and Aston Villa dropped off we're kind of seeing it now in the way that Manchester City and I suppose slightly further above them Liverpool are coming back as well but we haven't really seen that specifically in Sheffield United because even Fulham have enjoyed a little bit of a of an upturn, um, I think for them are the
2: ones who've got all the attention. But three or four weeks ago, well, because they they were they were dreadful. Yeah, yeah but, but people were but, saying but, that they might not have ever win a win a game all season. Or yeah, so, yeah, so yes, that's that's, right.
3: that's what I'm saying. That's why I think you are right because I think people thought that Sheffield United would correct themselves and it hasn't come to pass. Right, mm. because we're at a stage now where I think only Newcastle and Burnley have shot fewer times than them in in the Premier League altogether. So and, far. and even
2: though shots aren't going. I mean, like Michael Cox did a piece in the on the XG stat and, yeah. and, and 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 you know XG is an interesting piece of information because across a longer period it's very indicative and I think if people I don't want to kind of jump on people who are criticizing XG because you know that's, that's a different discussion but if you just look at one game or the occasional game on XG it's not really going to tell you much because you know it's, it's more of a trend situation and the trend Michael Cox was arguing I don't know why I keep using his full name. Uh, <laughs> was you, it's like, like Solly Marge. It's like Rob Lee. It's Solly Marge, yeah. Or Rob Lee. No one just says Lee, do they? Yeah. Rob Lee. Um, it, across the season, I think Sheffield United have massively underperformed on what they would have expected to score. So it's not yeah. only the fact that they're not... Shooting much, they're not taking those chances either. They scored five goals in the league this season. I think XG has them down at about 12, scoring 12 overall. I don't know what that would mean in terms of their points, but you'd think that you know an extra seven goals, over doubling their goal tally, would give them a few points as well and they'd be right in the mix down the bottom. So the problem is though, Vish, when you get onto that and you start, you start then having to think about the character of the players and the confidence and how much they can go on to achieve if everything they do just comes back to bite them, particularly in light of that Leicester game, which is an absolute sickening. Oh, and Chris God. Wilder looked like he was out of ideas or sounded like he was out of ideas after that game. I can't remember the exact quote, but it was it was pretty bleak, you know?
0: Yeah, Is it so are you, is the point you're making that there aren't structural issues, there's just effectively, it's unlucky, like the chances aren't being converted. Because one of the things that strikes me is that they have actually spent money. They've spent over £110 million exactly. pounds since arriving That's in the Premier League. Yeah. Chris Wilder's made some... Interesting and and like good, exciting signings. For example, Aaron Ramsdale, Jaden Bogle, Max Lowe, Oliver Burke, Rian Brewster, all like great signings and the looks of things. But let's not forget because they're talented, because they're young. But on the other hand, you know, they're all 23 or under, they're talented and young. Will they come together to form a coherent sign? And do they have that kind of um, experience yeah. to dig in when when they're struggling.
3: Yeah, that's spot on because um, I, I did a piece on West Brom at the start of this season where they, um, you know, I spoke to some people at the club and one of the things they were looking at with their recruitment was that they realised they needed a bit more energy so they were going to get younger players in. Mm. Um, and obviously all those players you mentioned are all under 23 as well that Sheffield United have brought in. And if you remember Sheffield United of last season when they were doing things well, they were a little bit all over you really there was a, there was an element of Leeds United to them weren't there Yes. in that they had someone in, in David McGoldrick who wasn't necessarily scoring well he wasn't scoring the goals but he was someone who you could rely on his touch and you could rely on his position so you could work around him really even though he was quite far forward it was and it seemed to work for them and obviously Lundström scoring the goals that he did and scoring some important goals played a huge part in that yeah. but the thing you're going to get with youngsters is they're not going to be hardened to certain aspects of league football of which fighting against relegation, coming out of a rut such as that, is one of them. And they'll get that. They're getting that experience now. But, you know, what is that quote they say well, about experience? It's something you get right after you need it. Yeah, so.
2: exactly. And, and I think um, I would I would probably highlight Oliver Norwood as a player, in, in, if you're going to take it in microcosm, because you look at him, mm. I think, you know, up until last season, where he featured in every game and was really important for them. And whenever I saw him, he, he, he was decent. Um, or sometimes even better than decent. Up until that season, his best work was done in the championship, right? So I remember when he was at Reading, he was absolutely outstanding. One of the best players in the championship at the time. Yeah, he's done a lot of his best work in the second tier, but he comes in, obviously they get promoted. He plays really well in the Premier League last season. And, he's not really done much this season he's he's been in and out of the team his form's been poor and I wonder whether obviously it's too simplistic to say it's just down to him but that might be an example in microcosm of, of what's starting to go wrong for them and also they don't, they've not been anywhere near as settled with their with their backline either yeah they they've shuffled that around but I, I still don't think that is indicative of why they've been quite this bad I think they've also been a bit unlucky as well and I said about four or five games in on the show I said. I I wouldn't be worried about them just yet, but obviously now you're getting to the point where you're thinking: Can is it possible to to move from one? They need they basically need to pick up what thirty three, thirty four points mm-hmm. in their last however many games. 20, but there's only twenty two. Yeah. Oh sorry, twenty seven games left. So.
3: It's a big turnaround. They've got to win games that they're not expected to win, basically. Basically, yeah. yeah which and is the a problem is, situation is to be when in. it
0: turns into a trend, doesn't it? And Chris Wilder, like you say, if he seems a bit out of ideas, how's he going to arrest that? Um, You mentioned uh, the Leicester last minute Leicester win against Sheffield United um, something sort of quite sweet has come out of that because Jamie Vardy you know how he quite often sort of slides into the corner sweet
2: and Jamie Vardy yes! unless it's Red Bull there's no such thing as sweet with Jamie Vardy
0: oh, oh that's Skittles vodka yeah true, actually. that's actually yeah. that's another one yeah <laughs> um, he sort of sl- slide tackled the um, the corner flag as he yeah. quite often does
2: the and optics for that were quite poor weren't they
0: well I guess but only if you've never seen Jamie Vardy celebrate the, uh, a, a, a goal as in the pride it had, flag on it yeah because so it's Rainbow Laces Week uh, this week. And the idea is just to, you know, try and help people from the LBGT community plus community feel more welcome in football. Mm. Um, And so they've got, yeah, the the flag on the corner flags um, and the colours and people wearing rainbow laces. And anyway, Jamie Vardy slid into the flag as he often does, but then on Twitter and all these people start mouthing off. It's because he hates. Gay people, or whatever. I mean, even for Twitter. <laughs> is, <laughs> e- I am
4: mean, going to say but it's just
0: even if no one's seen him do that before, or because they've what never watched it g- anyway. Yeah, so but like, the thing, the, even, even
2: if they haven't, the very idea that a football player is going to go, right, I'm pissed <laughs> off about those corner flags. <laughs> in the middle of a game, in the middle of a game, I'm going to kick the shit out of one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen, is it?
0: <laughs> anyway, he did demolish it. It's snappy, it, it, like it was amazing. didn't I mean, it? it was one, kind of bizarre.
2: One thing it, I would say about it is he did it properly.
0: Yeah. But I'm also concerned about yeah, how yeah. I'm it, also concerned about how corner flags are made these days. I don't think
2: they can be that solid because they don't. Imagine
0: if you ran into a,
3: like a robust tree trunk of a yeah, but you don't
0: flag. want it. You don't want it shattering. You want whatever the equivalent is of non-shatter glass, right? That exists. There was a guy so it snaps, but
2: not you mean? Yeah, because those shards, those oh. shards can be quite sharp. Yeah, there was a guy um, at my university who's who, a rugby player, obviously who. Ta- his own piss, <laughs> yeah, yes, but that's not the story I'm going to say. He, he shat in someone else's shoe, dirty pints that's enough for now. fun. That's enough now, both of you. He, he tackled,
3: Passed it back, yeah, yeah, turn you, up to lectures to. in
2: a blazer. You have to, yeah, that's a bit rich. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tackled a hedge, right, as a bit of banter in quotes when he was drunk and had a big metal. Spike oh, a pole in the no. middle of it oh, broke, and broke his shoulder, and it <sighs> kind of put me in mind of that because Vardy did properly shatter the flag. And you, but you you, don't want them to be made of anything other than breakable material, right? Because otherwise, it's going to be dangerous. Yeah, he shouldn't be doing that. Should that be a yellow card, fish? Snapping the corner flag. Yeah.
3: Um, it was the damaged property, isn't
0: it? It yeah, was the yellow.
2: Oh, you got a yellow card. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you, you just got got a yellow a card second. for it. Yeah. Okay.
0: okay. Is that ungentlemanly conduct? Overzealous celebration. Oh, oh yeah. Fair. Forget VAR.
2: Fa- <laughs> oh, that's the, that's the, forget VAR. That's the law I want out as quick as possible. <laughs> <laughs> that it- you can't be too overzealous. The only thing you should get booked for is planning a celebration. No, uh, I ain't got a problem enough. with that. When, no, the, right. when the Icelandic team kept doing all those wacky ones, when it crosses over into wackiness, that should be a yellow so card. So
0: are you pro the US national team celebrating their 11th goal in the 13-0 against Thailand? Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, right. You just think you've got to celebrate every goal like Sorry. it's your last or there's first. Nothing, there's
3: nothing wrong with, there was nothing wrong with the American Thailand thing.
0: No, okay. I don't think
2: so. It's not their fault. No. Is it? I mean, if you're going right up into people's faces, then that's probably a little bit different. But celebrating, fun, yeah, it's yeah. fine. I just think, I think a referee should better make a decision and say, "You've crossed over into wackiness there." The yellow card is for wackiness, and put that in the laws of the game. Wackiness. I'll, I'll see VAR. With, I'll, I'll do VAR with that. Let's look at it again. See if it was too wacky. I'm fine with that. Overzealous? No. Do be as zealous as you want. Aspria with the corner flag and the shirt over the over the I love fans. that. Yeah, I love
3: that. Fine. Yeah.
0: Okay. The thing is, though, we're supposed you... to be
2: enjoying ourselves.
3: We are. We're yeah. nice supposed to enjoy it. One then? of the things you need. To to remember those when you slow it down everything looks wacky <laughs>
0: that's true that's you watch like a thousand
3: times you see seeing wackiness everywhere yeah exactly uh, w- what I would say about the Vardy thing I thought I haven't he...
0: actually said what he did by the way he signed the flag Sorry, afterwards yes. and then sent it Fox's to pride on it. Fox's yeah. pride Fox's yeah. pride yeah keep up the good work he he said and signed yeah. it with his name so um, yeah it's a sort of symbol of their relationship yeah. his relationship with the community and a quite a nice thing to do yeah. with a broken flag he didn't want that to go public actually but uh, Rebecca Vardy Instagrammed yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Colleen Rooney Instagrammed it, surely. Yeah, no, who knows? Who knows? Do you want to say something fish?
3: Yeah, no, I th- I thought it was uh, like I totally agree with you, like it was it was definitely like a mountain out of a molehill. But at the same time, it's just like quite a nice thing to come off the back of it. Especially yeah. you know, it's only a week, isn't it, or however long it is. It's, it's quite an important scheme. Cause I think mm. um Yeah, like having someone like Jamie Vardy aligned to it isn't actually a, a bad thing because I think people have these assumptions about Jamie Vardy's personality kind of grounded in some of the stories we hear of him and what he puts across of himself and it's quite nice that he's involved in, in quite a, a
2: noticeable way Are you maybe
0: to... the Skittles vodka was actually a Fox's Pride thing
2: rainbow, rainbow vodka yeah, beautiful I think Vish is trying to say that Jamie Vardy's a basic bitch
3: no, I'm trying to say that if you Google Jamie Vardy and some of the things he's done socially, you'd wonder if he was of that mind, but this is quite a...
2: Who's the ba- who, who's the most basic bitch in football?
3: Present company excluded, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> who's the most basic bitch in football? we're not in football. I'll need, I'll need to think about that, because I, I, what constitutes a basic bitch?
2: Um, just um, l- live, love, laugh... Thing on the wall at the oh, house. Yeah.
0: Not within all footballers. <laughs> Fish, you're back tomorrow. So I yeah. think you should give this Have some a thought. Think about it. I think you should give this some thought overnight and come back and tell us who is the most. Tell Luke, in fact. Yeah. Four, just tell me at the
3: w- workshop if you want. W- well, yeah. Kate, Kate, won't, Kate won't be here tomorrow. So <laughs> no. I should say
0: uh, tonight in the Europa League, Celtic up against Lille, Leicester versus Ike. Athens, Lech, Poznan, Rangers, on Dalk, Arsenal, nice one. And Spurs against Antwerp, those are the key ones yeah. you'll be looking out for. Tomorrow it is, of course, you Vish, you Luke, and Marcus in the hot seat.
2: Yeah, before we go, can I just say, uh, I take no pride in saying this, I've got no beef with either team, but it would be absolutely fucking amazing if Dundalk beat Arsenal like tonight, <laughs> let's all get behind that. <laughs> all right, we've got to get behind that.
0: We're out of here, getting behind Dundalk. Say goodbye, guys. Say bye, Luke. Goodbye, bye, Vish. Bye, bye, everybody. See you next time.
1: This was a Stakanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.